0: but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy Pet Boss stories around the campfire. Hey, Avid, Boss Your Business podcast listener. Have you ever thought about having your own podcast? This platform for me at Pet Boss Nation has been a wonderful creative outlet and has helped us build our email list, gain new customers, and support our community of pet business owners better than many other marketing channels. My guest today is Sarah Heater, who edits and helps produce this show. She's spilling the beans on why you should consider a pet industry podcast of your own, whether it covers a topic that you're passionate about or one that helps support your business goals. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Doniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. So. Welcome to a very special woman that we now officially have in our audio room for the first time Uh, for the public to hear is Sarah Heater. Welcome to the Botch Your Business podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) You've listened to every word, every fumble, every sigh, every... Ah, I probably made and edited it all out to help make this podcast sound amazing so thank you for all you've done to help grow our podcast at Pet Boss Nation
1: well I sure do love this podcast and you and the whole team behind the the podcast and Pet Boss Nation in general so it's been a lot of fun to work on this project
0: yeah because you didn't know much about the pet industry before this did you
1: Well, kind of. My stepdaughter is actually a groomer. And so I have sometimes I feel like I have a little inside. You did an episode in the holiday season about grooming doodles that I was very excited to tell her that I now knew about this experience. And she felt very seen when I told her some of the stuff that that you talked about. So I, from that perspective, I know about loving someone in pet business, but yeah. no, it's definitely you are the only project I work on that has specifically to do about pets so
0: far. So I think I was a little hesitant to get going on a podcast of our own because I actually wasn't a very big podcast listener. <laughs> That's my dirty my dirty little secret is the cat's out of the bag, as they say, right? <laughs> I like to attribute it to this, that I I never really had a big commute going anywhere. Like I always worked above my business or down the block and I'd listen to music. I was just like, I don't know, when am I going to listen to podcasts? I didn't make time. And then I think when people approached me about doing a podcast in the very beginning, even business coaching and the topics that we were creating, the only podcast that I had heard in the pet industry at the time, now this is, you know, maybe even six, seven years ago, sure. they were very cheesy, lots of like animal noises and goofy things and people just being like, it was animated radio personalities that, I think wrong with the radio personalities, but I was like, this is so kitschy. And like, I don't know, just wasn't Not for me. You. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't for me. So then I was like, I don't know. Do I want to play in that space in a sense? And who listens to this stuff? Anyway, I was really wrong. I was really, really wrong.
1: <laughs> well, the podcast industry has been growing so rapidly in recent years. And it's funny because it has been around for a really long time, but it seems like it's trendy now in business. and so. You know, it feels like everybody's starting podcasts and more and more people are certainly listening to podcasts. So I'm not surprised that people told you you should consider a podcast years before you did. You have a great voice for it, you're a great speaker, and you're really knowledgeable and helpful. And so it makes sense that a podcast would be a good fit for you. But yeah, if you don't listen to them, it'd be hard to know what the heck you
0: should do with it if you (laughs) don't have an example. Do people listen to this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then, but what was interesting is I think once I started uh listening to my friends that were in some business development programs with me and listening to their podcasts, I was like, Oh, this is a lot of fun. And I think once I knew the people too who had the podcast, it became even more fun. I I, I really loved listening to the ones of that's still my favorite, listening to the podcast of people that I know. Um, yeah. which I guess kind of segues to our topic today about why people who work in the pet industry should have a podcast of their own for their pet businesses.
1: Yeah, totally. Or at least you should consider having one because, you know, on one hand, if you're not strategic about it, just like any other platform, it's just going to become another thing on your to-do list. And as business owners, that is, the last thing any of us need but there's a lot of things I really love about podcasting especially compared to like video and social media everybody is always telling us every business coach ever Candace included yeah. about how important it is to be showing our face on social media and to be having a social media presence and it totally is and also I hate it so for <laughs> me the idea of sitting like cameras off, even whether I'm by myself in a room or if I'm just having a conversation like this, just me and a microphone or maybe me and one person I know and like and want to just have one-on-one conversation with and recording that I can talk all day. So there's a lot of benefits to audio-only content. Specifically, I like the completion rate. And so if you've ever tried to start a video, anything, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you look at stats and not everyone does, but if you look at the stats, you know that part of the reason short form video has taken off is because you really only have about five to 15 seconds to get someone's attention with video. And most of the time in their scroll, they're scrolling on mute. So you even have to get their attention on mute, which is just really hard versus podcasting people on average actually are listening to more than 90% of every episode that they start which is just like the opportunity to get your whole message into people's ears is incomparable so that's the first one I like
0: yeah I love the completion rate, thinking through how far people are listening because they can like pick it up in their car. I think that's one of the things I loved is that now if I stop a podcast in my house while I'm doing, you know, cleaning and then I need to run an errand, I bring my phone with me. And then now all of a sudden it's gonna play in my car and pick up right where I left off. It's like the podcast is like travels with me. It's amazing. The videos get lost. I don't know how many times I've saved. Videos I want to go back to and watch and then trying to find them again, even if I flagged them and saved them in those Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts are hard to find.
1: Facebook, even mid-watch, like I can be actively watching something and my feed refreshes and it's gone. And I'm just like, I'll never see that again. I have no idea. So yeah, that is completely different on a podcast, which is great. And also, like we were saying, it's becoming more trendy. As much as it feels like there's tons and tons of podcasts out there, the reality is that there are just over 2 million podcasts in the entire world. And Only about half of them, sometimes even less than half, are even active, which means they're not producing, most of them are not producing episodes for the last 90 days. So really, there's not a ton of podcasts out there considering how many people are listening and that everybody who regularly listens to podcasts on average has seven shows in their rotation at any given time so just like with tv we don't have that one tv show that we watch we have like seven that we might be interested in sitting down to watch at any given time podcasting is very similar so when you think about the number of people listening and how many shows they're listening to and then how few even exist let alone but niche by niche niche i mean it's a blue ocean still like there's so much room people are eager for the content that we need to create people want pet podcasts that are more than animal noises yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and if you think about, you know, a lot of our client base, their pet store retailers, dog groomers, doggy daycares, pet sitters, you know, our customers always have a lot of questions about their pet because pets are family. And we sit in our store or at our grooming salon, you know, we sit in these businesses and talk to customers all day long, probably saying a lot of the same things over and over and over again. And I could just see how having a podcast, even if it's, I mean, there's so many, my mind is going crazy right now. And I'm sure we could, I mean, we're probably going to touch on this, but like you could have podcasts for your most common questions that you get asked and, and for a new dog owner. And it's just like yeah. a very specific podcast or season of your podcast or something about that. You know, I think about yeah. here, you know, I'm pregnant. We're doing this before my maternity leave, but um I'm pregnant And one of the there's the pregnancy podcast or it was 40 weeks or something pregnancy podcast. And it's like she's she recorded those. They're little they're four minutes. Each episode is like four minutes. But it just is, it shows that there's so many different topics. And now we're gonna touch on this. I'm I'm getting off topic now with <laughs> getting <laughs> off topic of our of our plan. But I just it gets me excited to think about there actually is so much out there that we can all share and that our, our listeners here at pep boss nation can communicate to the world, to their local audience or a broader audience, just so um, they get their expertise out and they can actually grow their business. Cause that's what's happened yes. at pep boss nation. You know, we, as much as I like dragged my feet on this for a long time. And even when I was seeing other people see success with it, I was like so afraid of this big time commitment to it. But then I, you know, really for our listeners too to understand that, I don't know. I think we're close we're pretty close to probably 30,000 downloads at this point, getting close to it. And now even with the club being open or I guess when this is airing, the club was open, um we're seeing more people saying that they're joining and it's the podcast is getting put as referred by the podcast.
1: I um, love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I love it,
1: that. And I think related to that it's another way for our potential customers or clients to engage with us and interact with us and know us on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. One of the other major benefits, which is probably my favorite when it comes to audio only content is the sense of intimacy that people get from listening to audio only content. I mean, it is mimicking the intimacy of a phone call because of that voice to ear We know that pictures Mm -hmm. perform better better than text posts. We know that videos perform better than pictures because you feel like you know the person. But listening to, on average, 25 to 45 minutes of audio-only content per week is literally mimicking a 25 to 45-minute weekly phone call. And how many people in your life do you have that level of intimacy with? So actually, one of the things that has been in my head since we've been talking about having this conversation on the podcast is... Really starting with the question of how do you connect with your customers and clients when you're having whatever form of pet business you're in, when you are having engaging connections, like those connections that make you a real person or your team real people and your customers real people and you're talking to them, what are your connection points that that all feeds into that level of intimacy that mimics the phone call. What if you could have that level of intimacy with your clients and customers, not just prospective customers and clients, but also people who have either shopped with you before or have used your services before. If you could have that level of intimacy with them, of course, they're going to come back again.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, that just continues to develop their trust in you and which I think fuels their Um, word of mouth marketing, which is one of the most powerful and common still forms of marketing um, to drive sales in your business.
1: Totally. And I think some things to think about when we consider the ways that, you know, you're connecting with customers or clients, you kind of touched on this too. Like think about the stories that you share with each other with the stories that they're sharing with you about their pets about recent experiences either problems that they're looking for you to solve or they're just telling you conversationally they might be happy they might be pulling out your heartstrings they might be traumatic or very deeply emotional you might have conversations about tactical care tips you might have conversations around training or relationship building or animal psychology animal noises may or may not be part of that that's totally up to you and your Personality and your branding, right? Even advocacy, having advocacy conversations around animals' rights and adopt, don't shop, all those kinds of supporting small businesses.
0: I've heard you talk about this on the podcast compared to supporting like Chewy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the topics of that, um, topics of Nutrition. I mean, one of our. I think when I had my retail store, the the most common question we got was like, "Why is my dog's gas like so gassy? Like, why does he have <laughs> diarrhea? Why is he always, you know, or why is his breath so bad? Like, there's which uh, uh, always relates back to diet, and um, and so you could have an entire podcast specific about that. We have, um, there's a woman I know that just launched a podcast about doodles, right? It's just a doodle mom podcast. It's very niche, very specific. So there are just topics upon topics upon topics inside the pet industry to consider.
1: Yeah. And I think if planning content for a podcast sounds like it would be challenging or overwhelming to you, I would say one of my biggest tips and recommendations and i use this recommendation with literally everyone i work with even outside of the pet industry is to think about your overall mission or your goals for your business why your business what makes you you know what's your unique value add or what is your unique contribution what is your what is your purpose what's your driving force and if you can either summarize that in like two sentences or if you can come up with two or three bullet points of what is the purpose behind why you do what you do, the way you do what you do, then you can build content around any and all of that subject matter. So hopefully that is helpful. I mean, I don't know how far you want to go down into specific examples for generating ideas, but we definitely can.
0: Oh, I'd love to. I know that our listeners would love to as well, because I think that that's what they they need. And I know I need this too. Like I am a very visual person and this is an audio (laughs) platform. So let's let's Verbally visualize for them.
1: <laughs> okay. So I actually looked up, and I don't know, it's up to you if you want to leave this in. Yeah. I actually looked up, I didn't know a lot of your like longer term members. So I saw you've been doing those announcements for new people who've been coming into the club. And okay. so I actually looked up a couple of those pet businesses to see okay. if I could tell what their mission or values were just by looking at their online presence to help generate ideas. Okay. So One of the ones that I looked up is called The Dog Company, and they specifically mention that their values are leadership, socialization, and obedience. So if you're in an industry that's related to that, leadership, socialization, and obedience, think about all of the topics that could be related to all three of those bullet points, all things around leadership, all things around socialization, all things around obedience. There's a ton of potential podcast topics there. Similarly, I also looked up Belmont Pet Shop. They said they are the very best products, services, and advice. So anything related to those three topics, anything about sharing the very best products, anything about sharing the very best services, and what is the very best advice that you have for pet parents? Kind of a little bit of a swing, passion animal I think that's how you say it, but uh, it definitely seemed to be like a French company, educating pet owners on the proper care of pets and raising awareness about animal causes. So you've got two really good bullet points there, everything to do with educating pet owners on proper care, and then also raising awareness about animal causes. There's tons and tons and tons of really good conversations you could have either by yourself or interviewing other people around those things. And then I also wanted to do an example about grooming because I know we have a lot of groomers and people who offer grooming services in Pet Boss Nation. And so maybe you want to become an industry leader in the grooming space by talking about grooming techniques and current issues related to grooming. So that would be a little bit different, right? Not necessarily targeting your average grooming customer, but maybe it's about establishing your expertise in the grooming industry because you're really good at what you do, which could open the door for so many things for you when it comes to speaking opportunities, you know, selling courses or whatever it is that you want to do, or maybe you already do to really establish your expertise in your field.
0: Yeah, there's there's so many ideas. And on one of our upcoming episodes, we're going to be interviewing, Colin and Megan from Pet Sitter Confessionals. And that's kind of how their podcast started was that they had a pet sitting company and they wanted, they, they've been longtime podcast listeners and it was more, and and they're married. It was more of a passion project just to kind of do something fun together and came up with a, um, the theme of, they were just going to confess kind of what they see and what they go through in the day-to-day of their business. And it attracted all of these, um, pet sitters. And then they decided, oh, well, gosh, we're going to start interviewing other pet sitters from around the whole world. And it turned into retreats and speaking at trade shows. And yeah, now they've got a Facebook group now, all kinds of fun things have stemmed from that.
1: Yeah. You could also think about if, I mean, if this is right for your business, if you're primarily a physical and in-person business, you could also think about how you're going to be Really immersed in the community building aspect of your local area. So maybe you do a podcast that's becoming an expert, not necessarily um, specific to something like grooming, but maybe you're an expert on your local community. So you could connect and share or highlight other local businesses in your area. And it's a way for you to make those connections with the other businesses in your community, but also everybody who lives there who wants to shop local, who wants to understand the importance of shopping local in a bunch of different industries is also going to be exposed to your business. You could also do news or interest for people in your area. So you're becoming a key community leader and expert. And this is something that a lot of times we hear recommendations in, um, you know, that again, that physical retail space, or if you're offering, you know, boarding or grooming services, but it's it's only to the people that are local. It's really hard to do that online. Then, Then being really geographic specific Mm -hmm. still could really work for your podcast because the people who live in your community really want to love the place Mm -hmm. where they live and to engage. You could also highlight pet friendly places or activities in your area. So, Mm -hmm. not just what you specifically do, but everybody who would be a potential customer or client of yours also has pets that they want to do all kinds of other activities in your area. Mm -hmm. So, highlighting Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So, you could do a community based podcast. I also like recommending, again, across any industry, think about your skills, interests, and values. So what are you really good at? What are you really interested in that you never get tired of talking about or learning about? And what's really important to you? What are your biggest values? And so some opportunities here could be you could feature client stories or share stories from your business. So your um, stories could look like, similar to what you were saying with the confidential of sharing kind of a behind the scenes look of running your business or what it's like to be in your business. or, you could feature, you know, these meaningful stories about what it's like to be a pet parent or to to have a pet as a family member, and that could look like all kinds of things. It could be sharing meaningful stories of people with their pets together. Those conversations that you have when you're at a register or bookings or uh, checking somebody in for pet boarding or anything like that. Um, all of those those conversational pieces could make a storytelling podcast. So really think about what your goals are for yourself and your business. Do you sell to community members locally in person or do you sell online to general consumers? Some people in Pet Boss Nation are selling B2B, so they're selling to other businesses. Um, and and what do you want from it? You know, are you trying to get more customers? Do you want more community partnerships? Do you want more industry opportunities like speaking engagements um, or getting 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 the opportunity to be featured or recognized for awards or at trade shows or conventions or expos? Do you want to write books? Do you want to start an additional business or expand the services that you offer? Because a podcast can support all of
0: those goals and that can help you kind of figure out what sort of content you would even want to create. I love that. Yeah. What's the purpose? What's the vision? Why are we going to do this to begin with? And then that can help us make some clarifying decisions.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, I feel like we kind of fire hose, but hopefully whatever you do and whatever you specialize in or whatever you're most interested in, hopefully your wheels are turning
0: and you're like, I have a million ideas right now. Yeah. And even if it's just just for fun, like you're just going to start something just for fun. It doesn't even have to necessarily be driven or the purpose of it to be driven to, to drive revenue to your business. It could just be this creative outlet for you to get away from the day to day.
1: Yeah. Fun should definitely be one of your goals with your podcast. I'm like a big believer in that. It's, it should be a topic that you think is fun and interesting. You should have, if you're going to do um, interviews, you should talk, you know, have, have dialogue with people you think are interesting like this. Like we already like each other. We like hanging out and talking about business. So this is something that we can just record and do. So right. things yeah. like that, it, it's just a good time. Those are the conversations I like to have. Let's record them.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned doing interviews. So can you touch on the different types of episode styles that exist? Yes. Here, hopefully this will give you even more ideas.
1: So some different ways that podcasting can look, I mean, it can look like so many things. So you can definitely interview other experts. They could be experts in your same industry or experts in, I like to say, tangential experts. And so basically what we mean by that is a lot of times on this podcast, Candace, you're talking to other people who work in the pet industry. Today, that would be a same industry, right? Today, you're talking to a tangential expert. I'm not an expert on pet businesses. I am an expert on podcasting. And so when I come in, you're still the pet the pet expert, but you're bringing someone in to be the podcast expert. So either of those would be different types of interviews with other experts you could do. And the whole idea there would be making connections and also learning. Then you can also do solo episodes. And a lot of times these look like teaching, training, or coaching. And this is an opportunity for you to really establish your own expertise and to be a thought leader in your industry. Another type of episode that could be solo or could be a guest would be storytelling. And this is really going to build that know, like, and trust. These are those meaningful human to human connections that if you were talking to someone on the phone every week for 25 to 45 minutes, which again, your podcasts don't have to be 25 minutes long. I'm just using that as a benchmark because that's average is 25 to 45 minutes. But there are podcasts that are less than 10 minutes and there are podcasts that are four hours. So it is totally up to you. You can do do whatever you want. But anyway, if you were talking to somebody on average for 25 to 45 minutes a week, of course, you're going to share stories. You're going to talk about having a couch delivered, or you're going to talk about, you know, putting up new wallpaper, or you're going to talk about um a bad fall that a family member took, or whatever's going on, um, just conversationally <clears throat> with your pets, right? Those conversations are just gonna naturally happen. And so storytelling can be another podcast episode style. If you are a teacher, trainer, coach of any kind, you can also do kind of testimonials or even hot seat coaching. And this is where you would bring on a client or a customer or an employee or a mentee, somebody who has worked with you or for you, who can speak to your expertise Or they just want a free coaching session and they're willing to have it be recorded and become a podcast episode if in exchange it gets to be free for them, right? And that's an opportunity for you to have a more dialogue-driven conversation, but still establish your expertise and your leadership. And then the last style that I like to touch on is industry updates and news. So whatever is going on that your audience needs to know about, if you're the expert, they need to hear about it from you. So if there are policy changes, if there are uh, new techniques or something that are really trendy or um, even new hairstyles or whatever for dogs that are trendy, um, if they're looking to you as an expert in grooming, then they're going to want to hear from you about that. If there's a huge policy change that affects, um, you know, maybe a food, Dog food is recal- manufacturing,
0: yeah, yeah, yep. that's like yeah, a huge
1: exactly. One. I was on the same page, I've listened to this podcast for a year, Candace. Yeah. I'm on it, <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, the regulations around food, right? That would be a big one if you are establishing yourself as an expert on the very best products to feed people's pets than if there's something going on in the food world that they need to hear from you about it. So industry updates and news would be a whole other
0: idea. Got it. So many ideas. Yeah. it's, It's like their brains are probably like firing on all cylinders thinking about what they could do. I really hope so. And so if
1: that's you, here's step one. Okay, step one is you wanna validate that your idea for a podcast actually has enough content to make a podcast. So this is where I want you to start. And I've gotten pushback on this before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push forward on it. You want to sit down and see if you can list out 50 episode ideas. Now you don't actually have to number them or count them and there's no podcast police that are gonna come look at your paper. So don't worry. But the idea here is that if you were going to release one episode per week for a year, that would be 52 episodes. So what we don't want to happen is for you to get seven episodes in and think, I have to record another episode and I have no idea what to talk about. So we want to avoid that by just coming up with 50 ideas. You do not need to plan the episode out. You do not need to record anything. You don't need to write any scripts. You don't need to write bullet points. We're talking just high level ideas. It should pour out of you. And if not, let's dial it back to that whole big idea list we just talked about. And let's start again with a different idea and see if it's easier.
0: Yeah. And you could even take those two or three buckets that you talked about, you know, kind of identifying on a high level. Mm-hmm and taking each one and just coming up with 10 to start for each yes. and then i bet even within the 10 that you come up with there will be subtopics within those topics and you can repeat topics so
1: let's say you had 3 bullet points and you came up with 10 things for each of those by the time you got through those 30 if you started back you don't really have to do this by the way like be this methodical about this list it's just a list for validation you don't ever have to look at it again but it could be helpful mm-hmm. and so if you were to do that very methodically and systematically and you went through that list of like 30-ish things, and then you started back at the top, you're probably going to have different things to say about it. You've probably had a conversation about, for example, doodle grooming multiple times. And so there's going to be different things that come out each time. That's okay.
0: What else you got for us? What's next after that?
1: The next thing that I say is to think about your show name. And the reason I say to do that this early is because for a lot of people, naming stuff can be a huge hiccup. It can be a huge delay. And you might feel like this with your pet business, too, was naming it kind of hard. Now, you could name it something to do with your pet business, especially if you already have that trademarked easy, but it doesn't have to be. And something I want you to think about when it comes to your podcast show name is what people are going to be searching for. So you could incorporate your pet business name that already exists with the name that you want your podcast to be. So if you're going to do grooming tips for dogs, you could literally do the dog grooming tip podcast, right? Like that would be very searchable. What are people searching for? Or let's say you wanted to be super niche and about doodles, right? Let's say how to groom doodles, the podcast, right? Then when somebody is searching how to groom doodles, that's going to be uh, in the top of their search results. So we want to be really keyword searchable. We want it to be related to your business. We want it to be very clear when somebody just sees the show art or the name for the first time, they're going to know what it's about and they're going to hopefully feel drawn to, yes, that content is for me. I'm interested. And an idea for coming up with show name inspiration would be to I guess I like lists because here we go with another list. Make a whole list of a bunch of words that are related to your idea and your business. List out a bunch of words or phrases that your ideal listener would be searching for. And then try different combinations of those words and just see if you can find something you like, something that rhymes or has alliteration or it feels cute or whatever, whatever feels like. That's it. That's for me. That's the one. And then... You have to check to see if somebody already did it, if somebody already has a podcast under that name. Hopefully, again, this is going to feel somewhat familiar to you because you had to figure out how to name your business to begin with. Very similar. So you're going to go into your favorite podcast app and you're going to just search it and see if it's taken. I also recommend Googling that show name that you have in your head and the word podcast on the end. (laughs) Just see if you can find any search results that feel like somebody's already doing this And of course, I do recommend that you check to see if it's trademarked. Most people don't trademark their uh, podcast names anyway. So even if there already was one, usually you're not going to run into a trademark infringement situation, but you don't want the brand confusion anyway. So just best to check those things. So that would be those would be the early stages steps to take.
0: (laughs) Well, this has been such great advice for everyone as they think about this and ideate on what's possible for their pet business and their pet. Area of expertise, um, and you have certainly made the process very manageable for us at Pep Boss Nation. I'm so glad, and you have lots of resources too. when When people come on board with you to work with you, as far as some handholding to get started, sure which is so nice. So I guess if people are wanting to take this a little bit further, but not quite sure yet, how can they get in touch with you? And if somebody's really ready to turn that microphone on, yeah. what should they do?
1: So the first thing I'm going to say is if you like Instagram, Instagram is the best place to connect with me. Instagram.com slash Sarah K or just at Sarah K heater. That's, um, I'm not like an Instagram queen or anything, but if you want to do some lurking, some snooping, scroll through my Instagram feed because I have a ton of information that I just give away on there for free. And so that's going to be a great place to lurk. If you actually want to talk, though, I'm actually super approachable and nice, and I love to make new friends in business. So I also actually offer a completely free launch strategy session for anybody thinking about starting a podcast. So for 90 minutes, you get my brain on your business related to how a podcast might be able to help you achieve your goals. It is completely free, no purchase necessary, nothing asked or expected of you. Yeah, that's a big offer. I know, but I'm still putting it out there because I'm a person and you're a person and I love meeting other business owners. So come and
0: hang out with me. You can find that at
1: sarahkheater.com.
0: Wow, that is very generous of you <laughs> to do that. And it and it is very, very helpful um, to have someone to brainstorm with and to ideate with. Um, because I think it is a, it's a validation, right? To say, well, you know, you're really maybe this isn't quite uh enough, big enough audience to make it worth it. <laughs> I'm also like
1: really good at pep talks. So anytime you are thinking, I don't know if I can do this or I want to, but I'm having cold feet. That's the best time to book a call with me because you absolutely
0: will leave feeling like you can
1: do anything.
0: Yes. Okay. So on the note of you can do anything, I like to wrap up our episodes when we do have guests with asking them this question of what is bossing your business mean to you? So what does that term mean to you, Sarah? I love this question. For me, it is
1: two things. It's having fun. I think business is so fun. And whenever it doesn't feel fun anymore, that's the first time it's a red flag for me. Like, Am I out of alignment? What's going on here? Because I love business. And the second thing is making my own rules. There's certain like rules and regulations, obviously, you have to adhere to. But generally speaking, I love doing things my own way. I love not waking up to an alarm. I love working in my pajamas in my home office. My whole job is online. It's great. So for me, it's doing things my way.
0: Yes. Yes. You've built a company around the lifestyle that you want for your family.
1: I didn't even know how much I wanted it, but I do love it. Yes. (laughs)
0: Oh, Sarah, thanks so much for being here today and for sharing this inspiration and area of expertise with our audience at Pup Boss Nation. It's been a good time. I always enjoy talking to you. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, Stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.